0: What up? What up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick ingvall and I'm with my guys Mike and Robbie. What's going on, fellas? How you doing
1: tonight? Yo, doing good. um Just happy to be here talking to some sneakers with my guys.
2: I'm over here really sad. I'm breaking New Year's resolutions already. Like a fake New Year's resolution, but it existed nonetheless, and it's and it's going down. And I'll tell you why here in a
0: moment. But other than that, I'm good. <laughs> all right so before we get to that um we gotta we gotta you know shout out uh a review that we had from jw exclamation point exclamation point one two and he says love this shit hilarious and informative so uh thank you jw for dropping us a review if you got a minute Head over to iTunes, leave us a review, let us know what you think about the podcast. If you're really about that life, head over to patreon.com slash sneaker history and uh, join our Patreon there. We drop extra episodes basically every week. We p- throw a bunch of different content in there and uh, occasionally send out some goodies to our Patreon supporters. So we appreciate all of you that are Patreon supporters. And if and if you want to join, join the club, uh, patreon.com slash sneaker history. So uh I guess uh now that we now that we got that out of the way let's just get into what are you guys rocking what are you guys copping this week
1: Uh right now I am I'm rocking my Ubic by Adidas uh BYW 2.0s just got them in the mail today so they're sitting they're on my feet at my desk as we're talking and I think my next pickup is going to be the Adidas ZX Eight Thousand in the aqua colorway. Yeah, they're under retail, and I can't pass up a good deal. No, you cannot. And those are also a really good looking shoe. <laughs>
2: um, I've been rocking. I had to run into the hallway really quick and look what I wore today. Um, the Spirit on Stash collab from like two years yeah. ago, and then Saturday and Sunday. I wore the 72 and 10 Jordan 11s, I say Saturday and Sunday, because I hate taking those shoes out the box so much. Like once they're out, I wear them like two days in a row just because the pain in the ass and that little plastic cover out of the box. (laughs) Like I never (laughs) like doing that. Um, First world problems. But uh, when it comes to shoes I'm copping, I had a goal to not buy any retro Jordans until March. I wanted to go three months, just chill out for a little bit. And then I was scrolling through the Instagram today and I saw the Black Cats release on the 25th. And if you don't follow me on Instagram, this might be a surprise to you, but I'm a huge cat person. So I've always been enamored with the fact that Michael Jordan was known as the Black Cat. And I like Jordan Fours a lot and I like all black shoes sometimes. So it's just like a perfect storm of everything coming together. Um, A little birdie told me that there's gonna be a ton of these, like the same kind of numbers as the cool gray fours. So I shouldn't have any problem picking these up. I should be able to stroll into my local store and just cop them, which is what I plan on fully doing. 100% my pickups right there.
1: Why don't I just imagine Robbie walking in the store like Conor McGregor strut and just swinging his arms everywhere just to go buy these? <laughs> if I walked in on all fours like a cat, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> you out? That circuit out?"
2: And I was like, "Give me the shoes." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: just picturing I'm
0: just picturing Robbie like full on like Black Cat Halloween costume walking into Foot Locker. <laughs> Whiskers and employees all- are like, "What is going on with this guy?" <laughs> I mean, you're
2: kind of calling me out 10 months early, but marking this down now, I'm going to be a black cat for Halloween. I'm not going to do black face <laughs> like an idiot. I'm going to put a little black dot on my nose, <laughs> drop some whiskers, put some little ears on, and I'm going to
0: wear my black cat shoes. All right. All right. You heard it. Just stick <laughs> around with us. We get to October and we'll get some pictures for you all. Um, yeah. <laughs> Patreon,
2: no. and I'll send you some sexy ones of that same outfit. <laughs>
1: if you're a Patreon member, I'm sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> don't, don't open your Rob. email from Robbie. at
0: Robbie, Robbie. Robbie's got the, the the OnlyFans coming soon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> going to pay for those black cats some kind of way. It's okay,
0: <laughs> I can fix you. Okay. oh man so uh those are both excellent choices uh i actually my my cop is actually going to be the same as mike's the zx 8000 aqua um i've been looking for that shoe for quite a while i've i've had various aqua adidas over the years but i tend to wear them and beat them up and then i end up giving them away so definitely need to get those back and back on my feet um, what did I wear today? I wore the and one Tai Chi in like the original like white and red colorway. Um, threw a picture up on my Twitter if you want to check it out. Just love that shoe. It's so. Cl- so such an important shoe. Uh, it's it's one that I don't think people realize how special it is in the in the like big picture of sneakers, Not only because obviously it was worn by Vince Carter, and you know guys like Latrell Sprewell and Kevin Garnett um, you know Kevin Garnett yeah like Stefan Marbury tons of people wore that shoe like 99 2000 2001 right but what i think was really important about that shoe is that it was it became a popular shoe at a price point of $75 which was the original price point point. and back then everything Nike was you know 120 130 140 and up um, so it was just cool to think about like how they came in and, and made a shoe that people appreciated without, you know, having to pay that like cool factor fee of, of buying Nikes or Jordans back in the day. So Nick but people, <laughs> Hey, I, you know, I, I think it's, it's, it's an important thing to acknowledge and, you know, not to, not to run too far down this tangent, but I was Watching, uh I made a guest appearance actually in Jacques Slade's review of the Nike PG Four video, and he talks about that with with Paul George, and you know the importance of having a shoe that's affordable. And you know, I, I still think that that's something that is admirable in the sneaker world, especially as we get into like conversations around shoes like off whites and you know these Dior Jordan ones that are coming down the road. That I mean, it's just just not, you know, it, it's not attainable for for the masses, you know, and and I think that's unfortunate. But anyway, step off the soapbox. Uh, what do you guys want, what do you guys want to talk about tonight?
1: Man, I noticed going through just kind of research for the show that it looks like Jordan Brands kind of slowly but surely getting back to their old ways of making things real limited and kind of getting away from that that mass production with a few things we we've we've seen in the past, at least. Didn't they say they're going to do that
2: um, when they claimed that the Jordan three was going on hiatus? They're like, we're going to take some time with our cherished models and make them more cherished again. Uh. So. It's. It's cool, man. I mean, half of let's be real with ourselves. Half of the fun of a hunt for a pair of sneakers is knowing that nobody else or few other people have them like once something becomes generalized it becomes less cool and that's just the fact of life whether you're for you're for that or you're against that there wouldn't be sneakers now we wouldn't have a community if there weren't levels to this shit (laughs) so to speak (laughs) so um it's cool, man. Let's let's talk about some of the specific models
0: we got going on. Before we get into that, it's kind of crazy because that moment, you know, we, we might not have a, a, a lot of people that remember that because I don't know if you realize that was 2014 when when Jordan said they were putting the Jordan three back in the vault when like the last colorway was the sport blue and they're like, it's going to go away. It's going to come back in better materials. So five years it doesn't seem that long ago but it also is so much has changed in sneakers so um mike go ahead and kick us off with the uh the the limited releases for this year
1: yeah i mean the most obvious one of course is going to be the dior models Um uh, dior of course collaborated with jordan brand we all know this but not only are they producing a jordan one high but there's gonna be a low model i don't know the exact numbers have you guys heard the production amount on these
0: I haven't seen exact numbers on it. I believe the direct quote is
2: minimal.
1: I'm just kidding. Um, it makes sparse. sense. Sparse. Yeah, I mean, especially for a dollar amount, I mean, we don't know the exact cost, uh, but we're sure it's in a couple thousand range. And then I would assume the, I guess take maybe 5% of the cost of the high and you have the low top cost. But regardless, it's going to be very limited shoe. Uh, this one's kind of in its own category because it's more of a, a luxury item because of that connection to Dior, but yet and still it's still gonna be limited. Now more into, I guess the more normal person, the more attainable models. You will have the Jordan Thirty Four in the China colorway. That's gonna be limited. And good lord, on top of my head, I want to say three. No. Uh, Nick, do you remember the exact amount I told you? My brain just like shut down on me.
0: I think it's five hundred on the China's, and then they're also doing the five hundred on the on the Paris thirty George, Air Jordan. 34.
1: The, okay, yeah, and that's actually weird to me for that for the thirty four. They have such a, such a limited release. I mean, I know usually when the uh, that the basketball tournament was it the K fifty four. They do that is pretty limited, but this one doesn't look to even be connected to it. It's just a pair's pair, and then we have a Jordan One Low Chinese New Year, which mismatch pair. I think me and Nick actually mentioned it, um, our first episode back, as uh, cool pair. But it's that mism- mismatch deal, where the designs are inverted on each shoe, but they're limited down to five thousand pairs, which took a shoe that might have sat on shelves and completely terminated 180 where people are are already searching for it. And then last, what I've seen is that black and red color blocks, uh, Jordan one, which rumored to take inspiration from one of Jordan's black and red flight suits. Um, But this one is uh, again, rumored to be released through an all-star weekend and going to be limited to 23,000 pairs. Just of course, um, you know, paying homage to Michael Jordan and also going to be in Chicago. So you have, you know, just a lot of stuff like that. And it's, it's weird to see it come back around. I mean, Robbie mentioned that there's something they were coming back around with, but having seen the limited, then seeing the um, readily available, not going back to limited, is weird to have seen the cycle come back. It, it's pretty crazy. Especially with the Dior's,
2: it goes back to what I was just saying about limited being cool because if you're spending three racks on a pair of Jordan ones, like you better feel like you made a good purchase. You better feel good about what you just bought. Like you better feel like you have something that this simply put other people don't have. So I think they cannot have more than like a couple hundred, if not a hundred of those, I know they won't be that small, But it needs to be like as small of a size, not size run, but it's as small as, you know, raw numbers as they could possibly make it. Uh, Everything else, I think, is just. Playing back to the levels thing, I mean, you have to have levels of explicit uh, exclusiveness exclusive I can never say that word, right? Exclusivity, exclusivity, exclusivity. (laughs) I sound so stupid, but I can never say that word. Um, But you have to have that. You have to have aspirational models. You have to have models that bring people in like the Paul George four, like, okay, cool. These are super dope. I bought them with my paycheck from working in high school. Maybe three years later, you want to buy the $200 pair of LeBrons. And then maybe 10 years later, you thirst for the $3,000 Dior's. So it's like you you have to have those kind of things. And as those steps progress, you want stuff that still is, you know, maybe an obtainable price point, but not obtainable in quantity, playing back to the 34s and the Jordan one lows. Um, last kind of point to that is that it is interesting to see the 34 be a limited model. But we have to remember that this is the first time in probably eight years we have a really, really wearable and really good looking newer Air Jordan that completely fits. As like a lifestyle shoe, I see 34s in the streets with jeans and they still look good. Uh, We haven't had that in a long time. So it's really cool that they include a newer model in those kind of rare drops.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think so. Just to correct, I, I misspoke on that because it's fi- it's five hundred pairs on the the Paris Air Jordan Thirty Four, and then it's five thousand pairs on the Air Jordan One Low Chinese New Year. the The uh, Chinese New Year Thirty Four isn't isn't limited supposedly, um, which it's actually available on Nike.com right now. So we'll put a link in the description to that if you want to if you want to grab a pair. But um, I, I agree. I think that kind of you know. Thinking about how you kind of cover everybody in the scale, right? It's like, you do want to have those aspirational pairs that get people, you know, interested in the silhouette that they might not have picked up otherwise. Then you have the stuff that's, you know, sort of limited, but you don't want it to be too limited where, you know, people are just frustrated by every release. And then obviously you're going to have general releases and stuff like that. So, um, I'm a big fan of the, the 34 Paris. I mean, Mm -hmm. that shoe looks really dope to me. If, if it released in the States, like I'd probably try to get it. I don't know if, uh, I don't think the plan is to, but, um, you know, there's just like a lot of cool little details on it. And, you know, to me, you know, I don't really care if it's limited or not, but if the shoe is, is, you know, the shoe is dope, the shoe is dope. You can't really deny In my opinion, whether it's five hundred pairs or fifty thousand pairs, so um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, One thing that I wanted to touch on, though, with the the Chinese New Year low, I I think that's kind of an interesting. um, I think that's kind of an interesting uh, test to (laughs) see how far they can go with with the lows, right? Because although there's been some good colorways and there was the SB collabs and such and such. The Jordan one low is, is typically not as popular as the, as the Jordan one high, or even as the mid, right? There's less colorways of the low always. And usually it, it takes a while for them to, you know, get back to releasing them, but they've never really done like as limited or as hyped up of, of Jordan one low release as this, right? Like this is kind of like, you know, the, the, the two tone and, and like, you know, kind of mismatch release plus the limited to 5,000 pairs and, and just the detailing, the amount of detailing that's on that Chinese one new year low, it's like, you know, the rose, uh, stitched into the side and then the different colored panels, different colored swooshes, there's a lot of, you know, embellishments for a low, which they typically don't do. So I've, I'm going to be really fascinated to see kind of how well that sells and, if if they can actually make something cuz i know like the the mids that released last year end of last year uh you know were hyped up quite a bit but i don't think that they had quite the energy level that like let's say you know some of the air jordan 1 releases that are coming this year like i don't think any of those releases with the exception of of you know maybe one or two of them just because they were super limited and hard to get but um I'm definitely watching this one closely because I think it can really, it's going to speak to kind of the the strength of Jordan Brand in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I you know you're, I think you're right on that um, with the mids. I mean, I think they were just kind of seeing how far they could push it, and I mean, there's been I haven't actually seen one of the any of those fearless mids sitting in store. Um, now I did see that uh, React Low just kind of hanging out because that one's. It's kind of a, yeah, it was different, but because of like Travis Scott and his ones and him being like kind of the forefront of celebrities, you know, putting that SB back in the, you know, forefront of people's minds, you know, people who weren't really thinking about it. I think they're going to push, I think this is going to see a lot of OG lows. I I feel like there's things that we haven't seen on these release lists and I feel like you're going to get some of the, you know, like the Royal lows red ones, whatever lows. I think we might get a couple lows as well this year, depending on how well some of these other models do.
2: I mean, I think bringing up the fearless and still kind of being around and not being like, it depends on the model, right? You can have whatever kind of height you need, but stuff like the SBs and the Travis Scott one lows show that if the hype around it's right, and if at the end of the day, it looks good. It really doesn't matter what the cut is as much. Once you take away a collab and you have it sitting as a GR, feelings flip on it really quick. And I'm guilty of that, too. I'm not going to say like I'm not. But um, I've been thinking the whole time. The Chinese New Year one low is probably one of the best looking intricate Jordans I've seen in a really long time. Yeah, I agree. So. Uh uh-huh. they're just so cool, man. And it's like you see you see stuff with colorways, you'll see materials, but very rarely do you see like really craftsmanship looking on a Jordan, like somebody took time, even though it's a machine, but it looks like somebody took time to do it.
0: <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, it's a good looking pair of shoes. That kind of makes me wonder about, you know the off white stuff, right. Where I wonder how, how much life there is left in the off white collabs. And you bring up a good point of like seeing something sit as a GR. Right. And, you know, there's a handful of off white releases that have been, I think a little bit too outside the box for most people. Um, You know, the, I forget the models but the um vapor was street was it the the va- well the va- yeah the vapor street maybe a little bit but i was thinking even more along the lines of like the um the, is it the uh the wa well the waffle racer like it, price point being below retail on on a lot of the platforms m- makes it accessible to a lot of people that normally wouldn't have bought it but like the uh what's the other like uh the oh, Terra tiger true. Yeah, that and, one. Was a big, a big and, nice. I, and I think I think that all those shoes are a little bit harder to wear for the average consumer. Like you're not going to re- walk around with you know spiked bottom shoes as easily as you are with like you know something like a Jordan or a Dunk or an Air Max. But I, to, to Robbie's point, I wonder if there's you know in your guys' opinion is seeing these shoes kind of hover around retail or just above just below or even taking it a step further like seeing more and more people wear different variety of off-white collabs does it end up hurting off-whites you know kind of ability to release some of these other shoes will people just be bored with you know with off-white at, at, by the time some of this other stuff you know because we saw all those samples right like yeah. jordan fours and. You know, Yellow Air Jordan ones, and you know, obviously, throw the Jordans in there, and they're limited enough, they're going to resell, but they definitely will be at a lower price point, in my opinion, than all the other Air Jordan, you know, off white collabs. So, I'm just wondering, you know, what you guys think is like how long that will last, and and you know, is it one or two more releases that sit fairly close to retail, and then you've got to cut it off, or can it last as, you know, kind of, we're kind of in this weird space in the sneaker world where, you know, rather than a collaboration being a one and done and like come back in a year or two and do something new, literally everything is like, Oh, it was successful. Let's do it again tomorrow and the next day and the next day. So you have massive amounts of releases, you know, over, I don't know, uh, over the course of a short amount of time, you know, thinking about like, you know, the the off-white stuff started at the end of 2017. So you have basically two, two years, roughly two and a half years at the most of off-white collabs with Nike and Jordan brand. And I, I could never imagine any other like collaboration working in that same format where like you think of, you know, like an undefeated or, you know, uh, I mean, even Kanye with Nike, right? Like they didn't release near as many shoes. So I'm wondering if that's like just a sign of the times, or if we're kind of beating a dead horse in the terms of releases right uh, now. I
1: mean, I think it's you're right. And I think that's why Nike, when it came to the original ten collection, they bombarded us with ten at one time. So hey, here's ten. If you start getting sick of them, whatever. We got the the hottest ten we can get you. And you ran, tripped, you know, big, borrowed, and stole to get them. But we live in an age now, especially in sneakers, will where doubling down is the way to go. I mean, you said it, they figure out something works, they're like, cool, let's just try it again, as opposed to trying to get up a new idea. I don't think there's a lack of creativity. I think this just their pockets are being filled because they realize what people like and what they're gonna go buy. Like, even though we mentioned some of those, um, those Off-Whites that are sitting at retail or below retail. Someone still bought them initially. So Nike and Off-White got their money. Now these people just can't get rid of them. So it doesn't, it's not hurting Nike at all. Like, cool, we sold them. I mean, there's a few waffle racers hanging around in some kind of obscure sizes in each of the colors, but the general premise was the same. And um, I, I want to say we were offline when Robbie said this, but people will gravitate and recognize the the shoe like, because of that Z zips high on it. And they're going to continue to push it until they can't push it anymore. And what they're doing now, they went, so they gave you 10, they sprinkled in a couple more where they were giving you, like, each model three colorways. And now, if you notice the Jordan 5, they backed off completely. They gave you one model, one colorway. And that's it. Then the, the next rumors are going to be the canary yellow off white off white ones, which is the only other off white we've seen. And then the following rumor is the one of the Jordan fours from that prototype show. Um, so they're going back to limited availability, and now they're picking models that people are going to you know go crazy for. Like I've seen people have such a love for these Jordan 5 off-whites and I think they're actually just terrible in my opinion but because they pull back on the Jordans if you notice there hasn't been another Jordan since the 1 so they planted to like cool let's release these kind of obscure models and now let's go back and bring that fire with a Jordan retro just to get interest again let's, let's peek again we know we're going to have our valleys but let's go ahead and peek we're going to knock down three retros this year maybe release something else in between like those sock darts or whatever other prototypes they
2: have. No, that's a good point. Um, in our lives, when something's working, don't we keep doing it? Yeah. Don't do we ever go and say, "Okay, I'm gonna start doing something completely different"? I guess sometimes you do, but for the most part, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, the only other collaborator I can think of. That's done. This many shoes is Jeremy Scott and Adidas. Maybe like Raf Simmons too, but that's like its own like division of Adidas, right?
0: They're not just a collab. So I I realize as you say that too, like Alexander Wang and Adidas. I mean Kanye and Adidas. Like this this approach like reminds me a lot more of Adidas style than typical Nike style. Maybe, maybe uh, that's kind of where I was, I guess, thinking in my head.
2: No. And, and that's exactly right. Um, but when it comes to more and more of them releasing, um, I was telling the story earlier when I wear my waffle racers, I still get looks and people will still say stuff like, Oh, those are cool. And they are still cool. I mean, regardless of what we think about them, Nike's already made their money. To Mike's point, like they're not going to trip on it. It's the people who bought thirty pairs and didn't do their homework um, about what they're going to be worth in a little bit. Um, I don't think it's going to. I mean, I, I really don't think it's going to stop. Because to the like peaks and valleys point, the peaks are always going to be like the super heritage. Air, I don't know Nike models. the Jordan line and as long as you keep doing stuff like that amidst other say smaller releases or lesser known models like a waffle racer or um, the zoom fly which is slept on um, there's just stuff like that that isn't going to bring in everybody but with every Jordan model it's going to bring everybody's attention back to that line they're going to go to StockX and Goat and they're going to search off white and they're going to see, oh, I missed out on these ones this weekend. I can go buy these waffle racers for, or Kygers for 150 bucks. I'm going to go do that right quick. So it all kind of goes into like a, a sneaker ecosystem. We talked about this in the interview with Terrence. Like there's a, there's roles to everybody in shoes and even smaller than that there's roles within the off-white and I think we're going to keep seeing stuff like that happening until somebody sexually assaults somebody or a building burns down there's there's going to be nothing that feasibly stops this (laughs) I mean I hope it doesn't get to that extreme but uh I hope it never does, but it has to get to that level. That's just the point I was making. Like, it has to get something really out there. Like, external circumstances have to hit this for Nike to say, okay, we're done, like, organically. It's just not going to happen.
1: Yeah, I I agree. They're going to keep pushing as long as Virgil's still in the good graces of everybody and he's still popular and he's still in the media. This is going to be an ongoing thing.
2: As long as dummies like us keep talking about it months in advance, they're going to keep doing good. it.
0: <laughs> so I, d- I did see on the same note, I saw that, you know, supposedly the, the red Air Max 90s are uh, actually going to release this summer. Uh, are there any uh, take, take away the resale value of any of the off white stuff? Like are there any shoes that you guys really like from the Off-White stuff that you could see yourself picking up? I mean, you know there's obviously black and red Jordan 4s or black and cement Jordan 4s are kind of a default for everyone, but I don't know is I don't I don't know if I see enough I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it just misses me as a consumer.
1: Uh I think the Zoom why It'd probably be my favorite of the group. Like Robbie even said is one of the ones that's underappreciated. I just really love that model. And I think there could have been more I think it could have been done maybe some more, maybe a couple more options with it. But I think the zoom fly is one of the ones that was one of my favorites and is probably seen as one of the lower tier of that 10.
2: Do you guys have a pad and paper? I mean a pen and paper? Because oh, yeah. I got like a list. <laughs> like, um, I would still take um, like, let's just say they were still, and this is all under the pretext of me knowing that they're off white still, but just they're not worth $2,000, but they're worth, let's, let's say 400. Like I think 400 to 500 is still like a reasonable resale on a two. You know, if the shoe is 250, I'll pay somebody 500 for it. Cause I missed out. Let's put it that way. So like all the Jordan ones, every Air Max I've loved, especially the Desert Oars, all the Blazers, uh, all the Prestos. I sound like a hype beast right now, but. They're just really, really good. And when you see them in person and when you wear a pair, I have the Air Force Ones in the closet like. They're just made different and they feel different. And they have a level of like overtly attention to detail because, you know, printing Beaverton property and Nike, all that bullshit on like the inner heel is super extra. But when you touch it and you feel it and it's just like the extra works, if that makes any sense, it's just like, hey, come look at me. But then when you're looking at it, you're like, OK, you actually are beautiful. <laughs> like, I see why you told me to look at you. Um, Stuff like that. It's just, I like them all. Like, I, to this day, every afternoon, I go to soulsupremacy.com and I see what the prices are. Because once the pockets get right, I'm going to start blowing ignorant money on some <laughs> off white shit.
1: <laughs> it is what it is. Like, I like that for some reason. I don't, I don't know why. Maybe I'm one of the, just the weird people. I just never, I always enjoyed and appreciated everything that came out. For what it was, like, hey, someone took this shoe, broke it down, and brought it back up from scratch. But I've never been like, oh, I gotta go buy it. I, I just never could hop on the, hop on the bandwagon. Like again, as a shoe collector, I would love to have an off-white in my collection for the sake of having one. But I just never felt the connection. I, I never even look at them on resale because I'm like, I don't I don't care enough, and I would never spend that money on it. See
2: for me, it's not the journey. It's like the oldest cliche. It's the journey, not the destination. <laughs> but I don't care about it being deconstructed. Like that's that, that's Gucci. I don't care. <laughs> but like the destination, the end goal, the final product is super quality. And I tell everybody who DMs me, oh, I got these shoes, but there's like a flaw on it. Or I got these shoes and there's glue on them. I'm like, well, welcome to Nike, because there's factory deflex on every pair you buy. I can count the amount of flawless Jordans I have on one hand in my closet, but the off whites, they really are like, like meticulously made. I'd never found some bullshit on them. Like, Oh, a, a loose hair or a loose, you know, stitch, nothing. Like they're super well done at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. I think that is kind of, maybe that's why I, 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 I guess I'm, i I kind of hold out on some of this. These kind of releases because I feel like, I feel like the quality is going to be normal, right? Like there's going to be flaws. There's going to be defects, which is fine when you're, you know, paying hundred bucks, hundred and fifty bucks for a shoe, but when you're expecting like this, like to be better because it has you know Off White on it or Virgil attached to it, or you know for somebody that's going to pay resale, I'm just like, what? Really? Like, I mean, I don't know. I I guess like maybe just personally, I feel like I'm kind of over the hype for it. Um, I thought it was cool that they did the deconstructed stuff. And, you know, I think, you know, seeing him sign the shoes to the people that he gave them to originally uh, was really cool to see, you know, when you've got like a personalized pair it kind of inspired a lot of people to personalize and customize their own pairs. And to me, that was really cool. Um, at this point, I just don't see any of that really happening. I don't see people caring about it. And, and really it seems like just, I don't know, just like, I I guess I feel the same way about like some of the easy stuff, right? Like, you know, there's, I don't know how many, you know, Six or seven Yeezy colorways that look like, you know, slightly off white, sesame, whatever. You know, it's like, how many of these, you know, 350 V2s do we really need in the same, you know, in a slightly different shade of the same color?
1: Yeah, awful lot of beige happening there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, but uh, so I guess like kind of shifting gears. Was there any other news type of stuff that you guys saw this week that you thought was interesting?
1: Um, I don't. I haven't seen anything particularly like interesting or new. Just a lot of people speculating what's coming out in the year. I mean, this is the time where people are just like, uh, "Hey, this is coming out here, here, and here." But I haven't seen anything completely newsworthy. Wait. So neither
0: of you were just like blown away by the creative minds of Supreme putting a box logo on the back of an Air Force One? What? I don't get it.
1: Man, I, I, don't, I don't want to see. I said newsworthy, not stupid. These, <laughs> no, that, this is the biggest troll I've ever seen in my life, and people are going to buy it. Is going to sell out. I think. I mean, Robbie's going to disagree with me, but I think this is lazy. This is literally one of the reasons I don't even follow Supreme. Uh, no offense to them. I mean, they're doing a thing. They've established more than I ever have. So kudos to them. But this is the definition of a free troll job.
2: I reside in a very open area where I'm a Supreme fan, but I'm not a Supreme purist. There's definitely a Supreme purist out there who are on one about Supreme. But as somebody just appreciates the brand. I think it's way more troll-like to them to do like the Zoom Streak and the um, Air Max Tailwind Four, and it's having to be cr- and the Jordan 14, and um, yeah, it's having to be all crazy. Supreme's at its best when it's the exact same thing you could buy at you know. I'm, I'm thinking of so many stores like Home Depot, um, Foot Locker. There's so many random Supreme things. <laughs> the brick. Um, yeah, the brick, the toolbox, um, the mugs, like the um, the ramen set, like the bowl set, like the, all these things you could buy at all these other locations, but you put Supreme on it and it then becomes Supreme. Like, I think that's the beauty of it is you could take something as bland and basic as a white Air Force One low and it's put Supreme on it. And now it is Supreme and I'm I'm making a hand motion while I say that (laughs) like Supreme for you. Like, it's just, it's, it's what I expect Supreme to be. And I like expectations being met sometimes. So I'm all about it. I think it's super cool.
0: I'm going to have to side with Robbie on this one, Mike. I think Uh, (laughs) think, this isn't really something, you know, like I'm not a crazy Supreme fan. I have, a couple of things uh you know most of the time it's like some stupid accessory or something i don't think i have any i know i don't have any of their clothes or tees or box logo hoodies or anything like that um i just never got into the brand and uh, you know so i i do think that like there's, there's been some really successful sneakers over the years a lot of their vans collabs i love a lot of the a lot of the nike stuff i love but i i agree with robbie like they're at their best, you know, when, when it's just simple and you're just taking like something that's everywhere else, but throwing the Supreme logo on it. And I think that this is like almost long overdue, right? It, it's, it's a New York thing. White on whites, like is a New York thing. Like the Supreme box logo on a simple pair of white Air Force One Lows should have happened in like 2001 or 2003 when you know when Air Force 1s were at their <laughs> ultimate peak right um so i'm i'm not surprised that you know it's uh you know you have kind of this like polarizing you know perceptions on the release because that's also what makes supreme great right is that people almost never are just you know it's like you have you have people that are like super excited about it and it's like this is what supreme's all about and then you have people that are just like like i hate supreme because they get away with this stuff and they don't do anything to be different or do anything you know cool enough and like that's what always keeps the conversation going around supreme so um to me it's it's kind of just like almost like ge- genius in a way but uh you know, like expected from Supreme at the same time.
2: Do you have any idea how heavy you will be in the streets with your Hanes Supreme socks and your white Air Force Ones? Like that's the most, that's the most elevated basic outfit in the history of Earth. The two
1: items that are going to be on 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 it. Socks stretched out because Hanes socks don't last and Air Force Ones just get destroyed.
2: Super real talk and laundry this weekend. I lost one of my Supreme socks. I'm like, I don't know where the hell it went. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, man. <laughs> Luckily, I have a I have an unopened pack of Supreme socks under the bed. So it's like I was pulling another one out. But um yeah. Can we take a moment to just recognize the Jordan Mars 270? <laughs> Is it dead? Did it finally go away? Nah, it's it's a modern classic. I'm, I'm totally trolling right now. <laughs> but um, you said news. And I'm like, man, at least once a week, I see a colorway of that damn shoe
0: coming out. It, <laughs> so I was like, it must be important. It does seem like there's um, a lot of those coming out.
1: All yeah. the time. <laughs> They're all always, coming out. It just has shattered backboards come out. They're nuts. Um,
2: I mean, one last thing to kind of talk about other brands before we head out. I like Y3 a lot. Like, Adidas Y3. I'm just not chic enough to wear it or skinny enough. Because you got to be, like, skinny and chic (laughs) to, like, wear that stuff. So it's like, I don't fit that mold. But Lord knows the clothing is always, like, an anime bad guy. And it's super cool. (laughs) I mean, they're super cool, though. I say that with affection.
1: Oh, because you're completely...
2: Allergy, that's why... (laughs) Right, dude. it's like if anybody's played Final Fantasy it's like Sephiroth would wear this kind of guard um, but the shoes are always out there in all the best ways like I just like everything about Y3 and their spring collection that's coming out is very on brand as the
0: kids say I just think we need to appreciate the Y3 really quick <laughs> I I'm, I'm with you though. Like I always love their stuff. I don't feel like it's really my style or I could pull it off, but yeah, most, most everything that they do is, is super dope to me. Um, I guess related, but, but not related. Uh, the last thing I actually wanted to talk about in terms of news was, uh, the, uh, the Ivy park Adidas collabs from Beyonce, um, two night joggers and, and, uh, pair of ultra boosts uh did you guys see those
1: yeah I, my only question about them is at least the clothing it looks very similar to some of the calabasas stuff that uh Kanye came out with in the sense of the color ways and some of the like the strike placement it just was very reminiscent of that
2: there's another one there's like a a low cut I don't know what it is. I see it. I see her wearing them in marketing. Like a Samba? I think on top of a platform. Something like that. Yeah. Dude, I want those. I mean, I know they're for girls, but like... Those are super And the orange pair. I mean, the the orange night joggers
0: are really good too. I'm going to try and buy them for my girlfriend. But like... Yeah, I actually forgot about the Samba because it's like a it's like a Samba, but it's a it's a vulcanized soul, like like a, a waffle soul, almost like a pair of Vans, which is super dope. Yeah, real yeah I really like those two. I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm kind of curious, like I'm hoping, to, you know, I hope that some of this stuff actually drops in like bigger sizes, men's sizes, so could potentially get some of it. But um, probably not likely, but still. Nice I, I to think style. it's
1: supposed to be both men and women, I think
0: all right, well, I'll be uh, waiting patiently, so.
2: Bro, how powerful is Beyonce to make grown men be like, I need those women's shoes in my size, but like there's always women's Jordans that are cool, but like to have it be on the Beyonce level of radar, that's like power. Like Beyonce got power over America.
0: Crazy. (laughs) You're not wrong.
2: And we'll, what's up? What's up with all like the the climbing cords going through it? I don't I don't understand. Those
0: friendship bracelet looking things. Uh, they're just friendship bracelet looking things.
2: <laughs> right. It's just like it's different, but it's like I don't get why they're on the heel. Um, It reminds me of how the off white dunks have that crisscross applesauce going through it as I like to affectionately call it, um,
0: it is it's different. I don't know how I feel about it though. I was like, yeah, that's weird. I mean, I think it looks super dope if, if it's, you know, if, it, if it's just like a, you know, like a, a lace lock that tightens it kind of like, you know, more technical runners or like Jordan's back in the day to me, that's, that's super dope. As long as, my, my biggest concern with like looking at like specifically the, the night jogger is the tongue being a little too aggressive, you know, like because sometimes you get those shoes where the tongue is just like too stiff and exaggerated and, and like long like that. And it just like ends up like rubbing on your foot the wrong way or on your you know leg the wrong way. But I don't know. I think the I think the like paracord stuff and all that is is dope. It's just know kind of trendy uh, but it's a trend that I like I guess
1: I have no real opinion about these I mean they're, they're cool they're gonna they're gonna do numbers but I have no real like constructive thought on them all right well <laughs> we we <laughs> We, we finally
0: stumped mike uh he's got nothing to say about it you know he's he's trying to be politically correct because he doesn't want to say something mean about it i mean what else is there to say <laughs> you guys got any any other last news thing um,
1: i got nothing this has been a slow news like weekend and and day i haven't i got nothing that in particular except for uh Sport-related news. My Astros have lost their GM and their manager today, so I'm waiting for another slumpy 20 years. Dude, how did that happen? But then the
2: Patriots have nothing happen to them. And I'm a Patriots fan. I have a Gronk jersey in the closet. But like, oh, Patriots cheated again. Okay. Huh, don't do that. But the Astros <laughs> call some signs and record some signs.
1: And now dude's getting fired. It's like, Okay. We don't have like a clout, bro. Like we can't you can't pull that and then you're like, eh, yeah, it's fine, whatever. All
0: right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But uh so the last little piece of news, and then we will actually get out of here. Connor McGregor has some rebox coming out for his next comeback fight. Uh I'm just gonna plead the the fifth. Uh I did not really have anything nice to say about him. I actually like the, the name. Of the, I like yeah. the look of the shoes, but I I I don't know. Just seems like really? The
1: commercial's really cool. I haven't really looked, looked at the shoes, but the commercial is like claymation and it's pretty dope.
0: And and it's a Reebok, so we know Robbie's not messing with it.
1: <laughs> Gosh, I, he, anything.
0: <laughs> I was about to say
2: if you see <laughs> me in that shoe, that's don't trust scare. that person. It is not me. It's,
0: it's probably a of of Hey, I bet you if he was sent a pair right. of questions, he'd probably wear them at least once. That's that's really the only.
2: Yeah. Correct. I would wear to 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 ceremoniously honor Allen Iverson. I would wear a couple different mm-hmm. of his shoes, but outside of that, no, nah, like never. <laughs> 100% never. I'd rather train I'd rather train in those shoes that had like the 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 toe sock, you know, the, the barefoot shoes that like the buttheads wear <laughs> in the, of the world. Oh man. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, that one dude with Oakley sunglasses on and his hat background. I mean his hat turned back. His toe shoes on his toe shoes on. Shoes on. I'd rather wear those over
0: those Conor McGregor rebots. All right. Well, I definitely yeah, yeah, I'm definitely am, am not on the same page no. as you on that one because Yeah, it's they nice, do look so. kind of cool, but I, I just don't know that I'm enough of a Conor McGregor fan to uh although if it comes with that figurine, uh who knows? So <laughs> once once there's uh figurines involved, Nick is interested. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Throw, throw <laughs> some throw some designer toys my way, and I'm and I'm in for whatever it takes to get them.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, you know what? If there was cat, cat print on it, Robbie's like working exactly. on exactly. Shout
2: out to the cat calendar I got for 2020. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, well, uh, one last question. This is not for you guys, but it's for our audience. What do you guys think if we were to do another episode every week? More of a sports focused, you know, we touch on sneakers too. leave a comment wherever you see this, wherever you're listening, tweet us, Instagram, whatever. Let us know what you think. We're thinking about uh, maybe mixing it up a little bit. So but we don't want to we don't want to scare you away. It'd be shoes and sports. So think
2: of it like my example would be it was Chris Weber's birthday. A week ago, maybe telling some sports stories around Chris Webber and the sneakers. That's just one example of one kind of thing we would do. I'm getting really particular now, but um, in general, it would still have shoes involved. So you're not signing up for a new podcast. It would all be right here, but maybe just something for the sport head out there.
1: Uh, I'll tell you guys what shoes I was wearing as I cried when the Texans lost the 24 point lead this past weekend. (laughs) Talk about shitting the bed oh my god like that was horrible. I don't know what you can look forward
0: to. yeah all right well that that wraps it up uh my name's nick Gangball. you can follow me all over the place at nick Gangball. uh more importantly make sure you're following mike and robbie let them know how they can find you guys
1: yeah you guys can find me of course on sneaker history find me on instagram and twitter at mad watcher 789 and of course you can find me now on youtube at mike Guillory. Check out the videos, tell me how you like them. Robbie,
2: where can they find you, sir? Everybody out here with YouTube channels and stuff. I'm not gonna start one so you don't have to follow me on anything. Um <laughs> please make sure to go support Mike though, doing a really great job. You can find me at
0: R-A-H-B-E-E seven oh two. Thank you. Right on and uh catch all of us at sneaker history on all platforms, and we'll catch you next time. Peace.
1: See you.
0: Bye.